It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Washington makes a sly move. Adam Schefter says he's sorry. A full seven rounds of mock draft craziness. And we know whose home it'll be when the new stadium gets built. We just don't know where home will be. But we might be getting closer right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view every single day. I'm David Harrison, covering the Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, and my co-host, Chris Russell, the Rooster, one half of the Russell and Met Her Show on the Team 980. Find Chris and Pete there Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time or anytime along with this show on the Odyssey app. When we're not there or here, we're on Twitter at dharrison82, at WrestleMania621, and at LO Commanders. Once again, we thank you for making us your first listener view every single day. Today's episode brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Joey Sly, kicker extraordinaire, the savior of everything the Washington Commanders need for their 2022 Super Bowl contending <laughs> roster, re-signing with the Washington Commanders on a two-year deal, Chris worth up to five million dollars so washington went from dustin hopkins to chris blewett uh the name still is just perfect to joey slide and then back to Sly for 2022 wait a second uh, I'm, I'm confused did, did you just say 2022 super bowl run I said, what, I said what i said chris i said what i said uh you, you do realize we're talking about the washington commanders right yeah i, I said what i said i said okay. what i said um I mean, maybe they should bring back Chris Blewett back and then uh, then they would really have a good chance. Or the other guy, I forgot. There were so many place kickers last year that I, I forgot the names of them all. Yeah. Somehow I remember Blewett because, well, he blew it over and over and over again. I did. forgot the guy that replaced Joey Sly when Joey Sly got hurt. Um, on a serious note, Dave, this is uh, – well, you know, look, th- th- this is, of course, an important move, right? Because place kicking is one of those situations where it is not treated with the reverence uh, that other positions are. And we understand yeah. why quarterback, offensive tackle, uh, you know, defensive pass rushing and corner. We get it. However, I would argue place kicking is the thing that costs more teams wins and losses, yeah. uh, maybe more than any other position, including quarterback. And I, I don't have science or data or number nerd analytics to point that out. I just know by watching 35 plus years of football that it just seems like when you don't have consistency at the place kicking position, you are doom and gloom. Now, Joey Sly, listen, he was was good for Washington 
uh, last year when he when he came aboard, right? Uh, I think he was six of six in terms of field goals. I wrote the numbers down somewhere, and I'm actually uh, trying to find. I think it was six of six in field goals. He was with three different teams: San Francisco, Houston last year. Um, he was again good. I, I, I want to see a longer sample size before I go. Oh, that problem is solved. Right. Um, I, I think I have reasonable confidence. I think I saw enough last year to go, okay, you know what? He did have that one extra point blocked against Seattle on the Monday night game. Ironically, the game that he got hurt, that cost him a couple of games. Um, But I think I'm okay with Joey Sly and where they're at, at, at the place kicker position. But you might remember this when we first started doing shows last year at this time, you know, we kept talking if there was one area or one concern. And I mentioned several times, hey, you know, Dustin Hopkins was erratic in 2020. They're not bringing in competition. They didn't do this. They didn't do that. And we saw how it played out. I don't feel that same way. I don't know how you feel. I don't feel that same way right this moment. But it's not like I feel like they've totally solved the position. Does that make sense? It does. No, I, I like Joey Sly. I like what he presented. I like what he brought to the to the field. And and listen, I liked what he brought to the field back with the Carolina Panthers. I'm a little surprised, honestly. He didn't stick with the team before he landed in Washington. So I'm happy to see him uh, get the contract with the team. I still want competition. I think every single season you should bring in a camp leg or two uh, regardless. And even if it's just to give Tressway some time off, some snaps off, uh, you know, some reps off during training camp, fine. But bring in another punter or two if you have the space. Bring in another kicker or two if you have the space. And from the kicking standpoint, uh, to your to your point, if you if you're capable of costing a team a game, you're also capable of winning a team a game. But mm-hmm. with the kicker position, we never give the credit. And I'm I'm just as guilty. I'm not I'm not trying to sit up on some high and mighty horse here. Believe me, I'm just as guilty of it. Um, but it's really it really is true. And in a lot of seasons, they're they're your leading scorer for your football team. For a reason. Now they don't get as much credit because they don't move the ball down the field, put it in position, right. all that stuff. So I get it to to a certain extent, but it is a is it it is an important position. And I think that if if I were an NFL GM, again, if I had the roster space and I can make it make sense, I would keep a kicker on my practice squad every single season and have my starter just in case. So at least if I have my starter go out, at least I have a guy I know. I'm not just bringing in some random guy that I'm just meeting and seeing him kick one day. And now he's playing a game for me. At least I know you and we've worked together. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's kind of like one of those parts of football that, you know, you know how they say like in other sports and maybe in football, like if you notice the officials, that means they're probably doing a bad job. If you don't notice them, they're probably doing a good job. Well, I almost feel like it's that way for a kicker and a punter. And we know Washington has had, you know, over the last six, seven years, one of the best punters in the NFL in Tress Way. They have not had that same exact stability. They had it for a little while with Dustin Hopkins, yeah. but hopefully now they've stumbled across something. David, I found the numbers that I was looking for. Joey last year, total, total, was nine of nine on field goals over his three teams, two of two with Houston, one of one with San Francisco, six of six with Washington. In Washington, of course, three for three between 30 and 39, two for two, 40 and 49, one uh, for one over 50 yards, plus uh, the one extra missed extra point, which was the one block where he got hurt again against Seattle on Monday night, nine of 10 there. So that's good. And in terms of touchback percentage uh, during his time in Washington, he was at 57.1%, 57 
0.1% on 28 kickoffs. I'm sure you'd probably like that to be maybe a little bit higher. Maybe that's something certainly with a normal offseason and maybe, again, not coming back from a leg injury as he did for the last stretch of the season in cold weather. Remember, they were playing the, the NFC East stretch where they were at Philly, then home for Philly in between a game in Dallas, and then at MetLife. You know, So maybe that all contributed to it. I think Joey Sly will be fine. I feel a little mm. bit, little bit better, a little bit uh, better about the place kicking situation going into this year than I did last year. And not to brag that I was right or whatever. I, I mean, I just never felt good about Dustin Hopkins. You remember that we right. had plenty of yeah. those conversations, and it was a circus. One thing you cannot—it's like the backup quarterback. You know, it, it's like you cannot create a circus for yourself, right? You right. have to have some stability and somebody that just goes out and does their job. I think that's Joey Sly. He he played football at Stafford High School in, in, in Northern Virginia. So, you know, played at Virginia Tech. So he's from the area. He knows, you know, a little bit about the culture, whatever that means around here. Uh, and, hey, if they build a new stadium in Dumfries, Virginia, he'll be close to home. Please don't. Um, listen, I don't think Washington is making a mistake bringing back Joey Sly, but what we do know is that someone did make a mistake over the weekend. That was Adam yeah. Schefter of ESPN issuing an apology for that, and we're gonna, and we're going to talk about that here in a minute. We're also going to talk about a seven round mock draft from ESPN's Jordan Reed, and we'll see what he has the Washington Commanders doing. Thanks to our friends over at BetOnline.net, your number one source for all your sports betting stats and information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at Bet Online, where the game starts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, this is the Locked On Commanders podcast. Thanks for being with us, as always, for making us your first listen and watch. If you're watching on YouTube uh, of the day, make sure you're now following the Locked On NFL podcast. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. So David mentioned before we went to our first time out that Adam Schefter has issued an apology. And, um, you know, listen, I, like. I know he took a lot of criticism, most of it, I think rightly so. It was an insensitive tweet. Schefter said um, on his podcast, the Adam Schefter podcast, quote, it was insensitive. It was a mistake. And I can assure you, it is not my intention. I wish I could have that tweet back. Uh, end quote. Of course, he initially put out a tweet saying, quote, Dwayne Haskins, a standout at Ohio State before struggling to catch on with Washington and Pittsburgh in the NFL. And then he went into the news about his tragic passing before taking that down and putting a different uh, version of of it up. David, I'm glad he apologized. It was the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people were upset that he didn't apologize initially. Maybe he was told to do so. I, I don't know exactly what happened, but I'm glad he apologized. I did not take Adam's tweet as harshly as Gil Brandt's criticism, yeah. um, which I thought was completely unfounded. But 
you know, uh, Gil apologized immediately. Adam, it took him a couple of days. Yeah, and then you know, and and Adam has a has a reputation that he's developed. Um, I actually saw a defense of him saying that if Adam Schefter hadn't done so many other insensitive or or bad guy things, that this one wouldn't be be, be getting taken as seriously. And and I thought that was kind of an ironic try, attempt to defend somebody as, uh, you know, it's almost like saying that well, if that guy hadn't robbed so many banks in the past, you wouldn't care about the last one that he robbed. Well, you know, that's that's part of uh, the history, but it is what it is. You know, I think uh, you know. The, the thing that I didn't like about it the most, and I, I contributed to it because I, I, I was a, part, a party to not being appreciative of what Adam did in the line of professionalism, but um, it, it, it put a, a more negative tone on, on what happened than needed to be. And I think the focus just needs to stay on uh, you know, the, the potential that was lost and then, of course, those that are left behind that are now dealing with the loss of a loved one. Um, but again, just like we mentioned on yesterday's episode, just like we're going to continue to mention – there are a lot of young men who are getting ready to embark on their NFL dreams the way that Dwayne Haskins uh, was able to do. And, and in such a short life span, he was able to achieve a lot of things and do a lot of things that a lot of people dream of someday doing. So in that light, you can almost uh, be appreciative of what he was able to do in his 24 years of life. And we're going to look now to a full seven-round mock draft from Jordan Reed of ESPN.com. And Chris, uh, Dwayne Haskins was once a first-round draft pick of the football franchise that calls Washington home. And in this mock draft, Drake London, wide receiver out of USC, is also going to be a first-round draft pick of now the Washington Commanders. Right. Jordan uh, did not do trades as part of, you know, uh, you see a lot of mocks that have trades, no trades. Uh, you know, when you're doing a full seven-round draft and projection, I think it's kind of impossible. Uh, maybe somebody does. I'm sure somebody does that. Uh, but I, I was cool with just kind of playing it straight up. Drake London is a guy that I don't think we've really talked about a whole lot, David. So I, before we go into the rest of the picks, I'm really curious on your perspective because I watched a bunch of video cut-ups on Monday yeah. uh, about him. And, I, you know, I, I'll be the first one to tell you, I don't watch a ton of Pac-12 football. I just, you know, I just don't. It's usually late at night or whatever. Right. Um, but what I did see, and it was about a five, six-minute video package that somebody had, uh, you know, uh, cut up. What I did see was impressive in terms of body control, hands, oh. contested catches, run after the catch, uh, utilizing his body as a shield. Uh, I'm not sure what you think of Drake London as a. He's kind of like one of those guys that everybody kind of feels should be like a top 15, top 20 pick, but isn't getting much love and much credit. Is, is that sound about right? Well, he's just he's just not as sexy as a lot of these other wide receivers. You're not going to get, you know, you're not going to find too many highlights of him in the NFL anyway of burning a guy and just and right. having like 20 yards of space. Separation right. is not going to be his forte. Where he's going to win is exactly like you said, body positioning, strength, the use of his hands, his length, his arms, all of those things. And even some of that yards after catch that he had in college is going to get diminished in the NFL where defenders and defenses are much more uh, uh, or much better anyway about being around the ball or getting to the ball quickly. So uh, when I look at Drake London, I see a Mike Evans type of wide receiver. And I'm not saying that he's going to be Mike Evans, just that's the style of play uh, that he's going to have. And when you go back to, you know, there a couple years back, uh, he and Keenan Allen and Chris Godwin kind of had it out on Twitter because Keenan called out both of them saying he was better than both of them. Uh, and, you know, look at your separation. Well, again, Mike Evans doesn't win with separation. He wins by boxing you out or being longer mm -hmm. than you, taller than you, stronger than you, and out physically you to the ball. That's what Drake London is going to do. Now, the concern with Drake London is the ankle injury. And if if that's going to do anything to his ability in the National Football League, I don't really think it's going to. But 
what's held me back from really talking about Drake to Washington at number 11 is that injury just because I feel like Washington, Ron Rivera, Martin Mayhew, this team is in a position where you have to go with as few risks as possible. Yeah. And I know that's ironic. We talk about Kyle Hamilton, who had two slow 40 times, you know, post uh, post college career. But when you look on the film, you see what you you see in Kyle Hamilton, what you know can translate to the NFL. When you look at Drake London, he's going to have to win with physicality going up against much more physical defenders. And you haven't seen that. So that's where it's a little bit hard to fall in love with Drake at number 11. But I wouldn't hate the pick by any means, Chris. The pick I would hate is Sam Howell at number 47, Ooh. quarterback out of North Carolina. But before I go into that, what do you think about the pick? Well, I, so I, I'm I'm fascinated that you say hate I, because here here's the thing. I don't – I wouldn't love yeah. – Sam Howell, I'm not convinced that Sam Howell is anything more than a, and and maybe I'm wrong on this, maybe a smaller version of Taysom Hill, like not a not a quarterback quarterback, if that makes yeah. sense. He's more athlete than quarterback. Does that make sense? Yep. Um, but at 47, if you told me like, if you told me that I addressed one of my major needs, which I think we would both agree would be wide receiver or some sort of defensive back, cornerback safety. And of course you could only fill one of them unless you trade and, and get multiple picks somewhere in between, assuming that they fill one of those, you know, at 47, I guess I wouldn't hate trying to get the quarterback of the future. Here's my problem. I don't again, know if Sam Howell is anything more than is, is, is more athlete than quarterback. I, that's what I think he is. Uh, and, and again, I could be wrong on that. You tell me. And then the other part of it is if you go quarterback there, you know what will drive me absolutely bonkers and berserk, David, mm-hmm. is if they then turn around and give Carson Wentz a contract extension that they can no right. longer get out of easily with no dead cap money after 2022, meaning the double dip at this point would be quarterback in round two when you have other needs and a deep draft. And then on top of that, giving Carson Wentz a contract extension, that was largely unnecessary. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. And listen, and and I say I hate this pick, and I do. I hate this pick because, um, as far as I'm concerned, just, now just to make sure. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Let me let me let me slow down. You think the Commanders are going to win the Super Bowl in 2022 because of Joey? Because Sly of Joey Sly. And just to make sure, you hate the pick. <laughs> but I hate this pick. This, listen, this, what this means is if you're the Washington Commanders, you've spent that second round pick, your third round pick, your next year's third round pick. That could turn into a second for one starting right. quarterback yes. for one starting player. Right. And that second player is a backup. He's not a contributor. He's not a special teams player. He is mm-hmm. doing nothing. Whoever that number two guy is in 2023, either Sam Howell or Carson Wentz is doing nothing for this team. Cause if Sam Howell is starting, Carson Wentz is gone. If Carson Wentz is starting, Sam Howell is sitting on the bench. And I know injuries and all this stuff. You don't draft injury insurance in the second round. If you want insurance, you're looking day three, maybe a late third round pick at best. You're not drafting insurance in the second round. I get where Jordan's coming from with, you know, hedging your bets on finding a quarterback and all this other stuff. If you thought Sam Howell could be your quarterback of the future, you had no business trading for Carson Wentz in the first place. You find yourself a bridge quarterback like Teddy Bridgewater, Mitchell Trubisky, Jameis Winston when he was still available, and then you pull the trigger on Sam Howell in the draft, and then you allow the bridge to lead to the rookie. You don't trade the draft capital you did on a Carson Wentz to be a bridge quarterback. You trade for him because you believe what Ron Rivera is telling us that he could be the starting quarterback of the future. Because in trading or in drafting Sam Howell now, you're passing on Lewis Seen. 
the safety out of Georgia, who goes uh, to the New Orleans Saints at pick 49. You're also passing on David Ojabo, who could be a linebacker or he could be an edge rusher for your defense at pick 50. Christian Harris, a true off-ball linebacker that could join your linebacker crew with Cole Holcomb and with Jamin Davis and make them a lot better at 51. These are all players that are still available at this point in time. And you have Ron Rivera saying that this is the year this team needs to take a turn. And Chris, I'm going to keep coming back to this. You have the easiest schedule in the NFL. This is the year to go all after skill players. This is that year because if Carson Wentz can lead a football team to the playoffs in any season, this is it. You have the easiest schedule. That's why I hate the Sam Howell pick. It just does not make sense for what this team says it's trying to do. No, I I think your reasoning makes a lot of sense. All right, coming up next, we'll uh, give you another development in a potential stadium location for the Washington Commanders. But it is time to tell you guys about Rock Auto. David and I are always telling you about how awesome Rock Auto and rockauto.com are uh, with all the big auto parts superstores out there and the car dealerships that are trying to upcharge you and sell you ridiculous parts and prices Uh, that you really quite honestly don't need, you should take our advice and go to one place and one place only. And here's the best part. You don't even have to go there. It's rockauto.com. You're going to save, oh, you know, 20%, 30%, maybe even 50%, depending on what you need for whatever part you need for your car or truck, whether it's foreign or domestic, new or old, whether it's vanity or a major repair, whatever you need, rockauto.com has it covered for you why they're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And again, you don't have to go anywhere outside of your phone or your computer, which everyone can do. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need at rockauto.com. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Final segment here at the Locked On Commanders podcast, David Harrison and Chris Russell on Twitter at WrestleMania621 at DHarrison82 at LO Commanders, Maryland and Prince George's County uh, putting the screws into Dan Snyder, as it were. Chris, some stadium home updates uh, coming out of the the great state of Maryland. Yeah, so this is from the Washington Post, and I'm not sure if I completely understand it, but basically the idea that Genesis, as reported, was Maryland is set to apparently borrow as much as $400 to revamp the area around FedEx Field, Um, but it's it's not designed to keep and build 
FedEx field in terms of like a new FedEx field. It's built or it's designed to revitalize the area, whether the team stays or not. Right. Because right now they don't have a deal. So we're, we, we talked with Eric Flack of WUSA TV. He did a lot of research into a new site in Maryland, in PG County, uh, as part of this blue line corridor redevelopment thing. Uh, and I'm not trying to get too political, but basically the idea would be to spruce up the area, give Washington what it's looking for in terms of a football village type thing. But more importantly, what PG County and what Maryland is saying, and what Governor Larry Hogan is saying, and this could come uh, law as as early as as Tuesday or Wednesday, is if Washington does decide to build there, that they are going to invest this money in the surrounding, quote unquote, infrastructure. If they decide to leave, they're still going to do it anyway because it needs to get done. And oh, by the way, they're going to have to have public money set aside to do, to to bring down the current FedEx field after the lease expires, David, in 2027. So my question is, and what I don't know the answer to, what I'm still trying to establish is, if they borrow $400 million, say, to spruce up the area around the current FedEx field and to knock down eventually the current FedEx field, does that leave money for them to contribute to the actual financing of a new stadium for Dan, who is quickly, as we talked about over the last couple of weeks, losing support in Virginia, where he's gone from $1 billion to apparently like $350 billion or so. And does yeah. he get any money, quite honestly, when they've said we're not going to build a football stadium? Does he get any money from PG County, from the state of Maryland? I don't know the answer to that, but it's not looking good right now, as far as I can tell. He's going to get money. I don't know. He, I don't know that he's going to get a billion dollars, but he's going to get money. And this, I mean, honestly, Chris, this kind of falls in line with uh, what we talked about when we first found out that Virginia was probably backing off the $1 billion and dropping their offer down to $350 million. Uh, we said it right here in this very show that now Maryland is going to say, okay, we'll give you 400 or 450. And then Virginia will come back and say, oh, well, we'll give you five. And then Maryland will say, okay, we'll give you six. And then Virginia will say, okay, we'll give you 750. And then Dan Sire's going to go sold to, you know, whoever probably the state of Virginia and we'll make this happen. And then both states will be able to say, hey, guys, look, we tried not to give Dan Snyder, who none of you like, as much money. But you have to understand for the economics and the infrastructure, it was important, da 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 and all those things are true, to be quite honest with you. Like all those things are true. Like more good will come of this project, whether whether Virginia or Maryland gives them 700 million, 800 million, a billion dollars for the state that it resides in versus the negative, you know, press from Dan Snyder being involved in the whole thing. So that's that's something that's important to remember. Here's what I think is 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 here's here's my conspiracy theory about the Prince George County uh, and the state of Maryland and their proposal. They're already preparing for Washington to leave. That's basically what this tells me because this $400 million according again to the Washington post article will not cover the hotel that the, the team wants to have built into this commander city type of complex is not going to facilitate a conference center office space team offices. And this is the biggest thing, Chris training center, the days of NFL teams traveling to practice somewhere else or training camp somewhere else. And then going to games elsewhere. Those days are coming to an end. Every single NFL owner, every single NFL team wants to be able to train, practice, and play in the same facility. You know why? Because it minimizes travel, it minimizes those expenses, that exposure, and those risks, and it maximizes profits. Because you can put a stands in a practice field, and you can sell tickets, and you can sell concessions and gear. I watch the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do it 
every year. They make money hand over fist and people are literally watching seven on sevens. That's literally what they're watching, paying more money than some people make in a pay period to do it. That is why they want to do it, Chris. The fact that some of these things are not involved in this new Maryland idea, to me, it's a, it's a non-starter for the Washington commanders for what they want in the future. But what this does for the officials in Maryland is it tells their people, look at all these other things we're going to be able to do if that stadium leaves. Because I'll tell you right now, all that stuff sounds great. It all sounds great. Like as a consolation prize, it sounds really, really good for that area in Maryland, for the people of Maryland. So this is going to, this is kind of a preamble, a precursor to get people ready for the good that's going to come after the team leaves. All right, we're going to have to leave it there because we are out of time. Thanks again, uh, Commanders fans, for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and view of the day. We appreciate you uh, being with us. Now make your second listen, the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. Ryan Tracy, former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker, bringing the NFL draft to life each and every day with insight and analysis and college football prospects and the NFL in terms of front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. I will uh, be back with a solo episode. Then David uh, will have some voicemails and everything in between. We'll have uh, all sorts of coverage for you. And you never know what's going to happen with this football team. That is for darn sure. If you want to hop in, locked on Washington Commanders at gmail.com or voicemail 301-615-3577, 301-615-3577. For David Harrison covering the Washington Commanders, Grasshide.com's Fan Nation. I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. If you are out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, please drive safely, and thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.